97X, it is Sam today on the phone with Brad Schultz of Cage the Elephant. Now, before we get started, I do have to give you congratulations. Ready to let go right now, number one on the alternative song start. How does that feel? Oh, my gosh. Crazy. It's a blessing. I mean, when we got into this, we never, you know, I don't think the thought of having a number one crossed our mind when we started playing music. <laughs> um, you know, we, we always wanted to tour and, you know, do this for you know, for the rest of our lives. But I don't think we got too much into the nitty gritty of like, oh, we want a number one record or anything like that. Um, and for for this, you know, to be our eighth number one, and we put so much into this record, it really makes it a special, special one. Yeah, and you guys have obviously heard that news before, as you said, eight number ones. What do you do in that moment? Is there like a group text? Is there a champagne bottle popping? What happens? Yeah, we definitely call each other, and you know, there's some woohoos. <laughs> but um, you know, it it it's just you know, it's good feeling for us that the songs are connecting with people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, our work kind of wasn't in vain. Absolutely, and you you also just dropped House of Glass. These are both ahead of your first album in two years. Uh, Social cues out April nineteenth. Tell me a little bit about diving back in this time around and making this album. How was it different for you guys? Um, well, for you know, it's always different because you're in different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. And as you change and grow as a person, if, if your music reflects that, that's going to be the major difference within the, each kind of making of every record that we've done. You know, I think for this one, as far as the technical process goes, we always try to make something a little bit difficult to pull us outside of our box and to create a bit of strain because I think out of that, you you know, you're forced to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, this particular time, we wanted to really dive into being more intentional with every single thing that we did on every track um, and and just take that kind of to the nth degree. Uh, it's It's been something that we've constantly, you know, strive for on every record and hopefully get closer and closer to what we want on every record. And with this record, to do that, we kind of broke the record up in different pieces as far as the recording process goes. Uh, we, I think we did two weeks in, I want to say it was maybe February or early March of 2017. And then we took about five weeks off, and then we did two more weeks, and then we took five weeks off, and then we did two more weeks, and then we took five, and so on, until almost until October. Oh wow! Our last set, session of two thousand and two thousand and uh, two thousand and eighteen, and so this record's really been a long time in the making. With with that process, we kind we we did things a lot differently as far as sometimes we just do drums for three or four days, and then slowly add every little part in to make sure that we carefully placed um, different textures to kind of invoke different emotions at different times within the songs. And you guys have been, I mean, you've been together for so long. Obviously, you and Matt are brothers. So I'm just curious, when you're in that room and you're in that kind of like jiving off each other moment, writing, like, are you just so good at, at positive criticism by now? Or are there still those moments where you're like, I like it. But how does that work? Oh, me and Matt are constantly exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, sometimes so much to the point where we we don't like 
we kind of beat around the bush if we're um, feeling uncomfortable about something. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of builds up into this thing where we have to have, like, this talk of, like, you know, do you even like what I'm doing right now? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, am I a, you know, we, we get so worried that each other are not into the other one's songs that they're writing at that time or stylistically the approach that we're taking on or thinking about the record as a whole. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all part of the process. You know, if you really put your heart into something, you want it to connect with people. And the the first people, the most immediate connection that you're going to have is with your band members, um, because that's where the songs are first taking place. Mm-hmm. And for me and Matt, we've been doing this so long. I mean, literally, we've been writing songs together since we were, you know, 14, 13, 14, 15. And, you know, sometimes you get in this weird headspace of not knowing if each other likes what the other one's doing. And uh, you kind of get in this paranoid state <laughs> until it kind of comes to a head. Are you just being really nice to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and on another thing I wanted to ask you about, I mean, it's, you know, I've read this online and several places that, that this song in particular and a lot of the album kind of reflects where Matt's personal life was at that time. Yeah. Um, now, for you, does that kind of add pressure to writing the song since you know, like, you've seen the personal place that it comes from? Um, you know, I think Matt went through a lot of hard times with his breakup. I think the most difficult thing was seeing him in pain throughout that whole process mm-hmm. and wondering, you know, where his mind was at because he, at times he would completely shut off, you know, during, during um, the song Goodbye. He, he laid on the floor and sang the vocals, laying on the floor, because it was almost unbearable for him to stand. And then as soon as he was done, he left the studio, and we didn't hear from him for two days. Wow. Um, and so, you know, he, you know, at first and foremost, he's my brother, so I was worried about him emotionally and where his mind was at. Uh, but I think all in all, made him a stronger person, and it was a therapeutic thing for him to kind of go through this record process. Mm-hmm. And it certainly translated into, I mean, an amazing song. The first time I heard it, especially after kind of reading that in a few places, I thought the writing is so on point. I mean, so many people can relate to going through an awful breakup or, or anything like that. And I just absolutely love kind of the feeling you get listening to it. It's just relatable and something I think we're, really has us looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. Yeah, I mean, th- that's what we've always tried to do throughout our songwriting is, and especially Matt with, as a lyricist, to try to be as honest as he can about the things and the thoughts in his mind and the things that he's going through at the time. And I think that's, you know, as, as unique as we all want ourselves or, or convince ourselves that we are, you know, there's so many people, and I'm talking about people as a whole, that we all, in everyone in the world, you know, wants to look at themselves as this, like, unique little flower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the, the reality of it is, is that everybody goes through the same things in life. And if you're able to, you know, you're, you're not necessarily preaching a message. You're just telling what is going on in your life, and you're completely honest about that. Then people will connect with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can, you can help people through the same kind of things that you're going through. And, and maybe bring them out of a dark time. 
Yeah, well, we I can't wait to hear it. April 19th, that's when that album will be out. And you also are going on the night running tour that kicks off in May. And that's a co-headlining tour with Beck. Was there any particular reason that that um, collaboration happened? Uh, with the song, we, it was literally just sent to Beck on a whim. And, <laughs> like, he was somebody that we've always looked up to. And I've had that track for, like, five years. It continuously got pushed from album to album to album until I was just, like, so frustrated. Um, and that was one of the tracks where me and Matt just really butted heads for no reason. I, he was he was kind of worried that he wasn't uh, going to be able to deliver something that I would be happy with. And I was thinking that I wasn't delivering something with that track that he was happy with. <laughs> so <laughs> we, were, we were, like, butting heads over that song. And really for no reason. We were both kind of just worried that the other person didn't like what we were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of, we had this argument one day in the studio, and I ended up leaving the studio and kind of, you know, throwing in the towel, per se, I guess. <laughs> but um, once, I, once that happened, I kind of was able to release my frustration and then kind of had this, you know, this, I guess, seeing the light moment where... You know, I, I realized I was trying to force the track, and maybe that that was the problem. And once I let go of forcing the track and started just really being creative and thinking of, you know, like just exploring the endless possibilities, you know, mm -hmm. and willing to put it, you know, on the line and just say, oh, what, whatever, let's try this, let's try that. And I had just met met Beck probably a few months before that, and in passing just said, oh, we should do some work together. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and so, I don't know, he, he just popped into my head. And, and you know, like I said, he's always been somebody that we we, we grew up looking up to. And um, and so I, I was talking to our day-to-day -day manager in our, uh, at, at our management company, and I was like, what if we send the song to Beck? <laughs> and I was like, you know... And she was kind of like, okay, well, I guess we could do that. <laughs> and we just sent it to him on, on a whim. Slide into those DMs on Instagram. Uh, I do that so much now, <laughs> literally. That's how things but, happen uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, that's how natural, organic stuff kind of comes to light. Um, and so we sent him the track within 24 or 48 hours, I think one or two days. He came back with two verses on the track that are on the track now. And then he said that he had four more verses. Oh, my gosh. So uh, it's just a testament to how talented and how creative that guy is. Um, and then those ver the four verses, we were so happy with the two verses that he sent over, and we were so ecstatic that we never even heard the four other verses. So there's like four verses, unheard verses of that song floating around somewhere. Oh, wow. Well, maybe they can come out on the tour since now you guys are co-headlining. I mean, that's such a cool thing to come out of this. Now you've got this powerhouse, like, rock and roll tour. And you guys are going to be in Tampa, which is exciting. That you're, We're, like, the second to last stop, I think, August 29th. So we cannot wait to see that. Save the best for last. Yeah, it'll be nice and warm <laughs> down here for you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again for taking some time to talk to me. We're so excited. And congratulations again on the number one song. We love it. Uh, thank you all so much for all the support. And, you know, if it wasn't for radio stations playing our songs, I don't think we would be where we were. So we're, we definitely feel blessed that people are connecting with the song and that, uh, you know, we're you know able to get this record out to people. 
So thank you all for all the support. You are so welcome. That really means a lot to us. And um, we've we've been kind of with you guys since the beginning. So it's just exciting to continue to watch you guys grow as a band and get more awesome new music all the time. Thank you so much again for taking some time with me today. All right. Thank you.